Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good hello. How are you? Welcome back. Um, it, it's I'm tired. Look, I know you're used to me saying that I'm tired, but I am really tired. I've been out doing stuff and I got back late and I woke up early and the dog attacked me. And ladies and gents, welcome back to Newton's Nuggets. How are you? <laughs> Oh, yeah. What what you need to know, because uh, many of you don't get the behind the scenes on this, is Paul and I went, oh, don't remember any of this. It was We recorded this weeks ago, and then we realised that it was literally five days. Five days, that's all. <laughs> five days. I love doing this interview. This interview was awesome. Yeah. But it feels like we did this about two weeks ago, maybe three. Um, I'm just... Mate, the world is opening up. We're both running around the country again, but we are going to keep doing the nuggets because I like it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have literally photographed all of Hampshire in the last six weeks. Yeah. I've, I've even, do you know what? I've even gone to venues I didn't know existed within Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. What where, are, where are people finding these places? <laughs> I turned up at one place. <laughs> turned up at one place uh, last weekend, and it was it was. I, I won't say the name of the actual place because I might get them in trouble. Um, but it was a big barn, and it wasn't too far from where we live. Right. Okay. Nice big barn, and there was loads of ushers and and best man driving tractors around. <laughs> Just, just playing with tractors, going, this is awesome. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, here we go. Um, and, yeah, I was right. They were all nuts. It was brilliant. They were nuts. Um, but, but back to today. Today, we have the awesome James and Kelly from Only Networking. James and Kelly West, they are amazing. They are like the king and queen of networking. Um, I was going to say in Hampshire and Dorset, but it's not because they've gone further north. As I well. was going to say it's gone all over the place. I... Isn't it? Isn't it? And I, I, um, I'm trying not to get too excited about what they do because we'll cover that off afterwards yeah. at the end of the interview. Um, so, but our what... first ever interview with two people. Yeah. And that was a bit, I was actually a bit nervous about that because I was worried that they might talk over each other too much. And, and you know, they're, they're lovely, but they're still a married couple, so you don't know what the dynamics is really going to be. Um, but they were lovely, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And, and if anything, it's the other way around to start with. They were both being a bit overcautious of not speaking yeah. over each other. And then things, well, normal, normal style between the three of you, you just sort of cracked on with it basically yeah. and, and and again they were so respectful of me and us and what we do and it was just so lovely to have them on and honestly i think only networking that's o-n-l-e by the way not o-n-l-y o-n-l-e networking um i think they're just going to get bigger and bigger over the next few years yeah you make the attitude they're more about building the community and the friendships than they are about trying to do hardcore business it really works yeah so without further ado ladies and gents we're going to go to a sponsorship thingy if i've remembered to sell any this month and then we're going to go into an interview with james and galley west see you in a bit hello everyone this is a sponsorship message from paul hill of everyday hypnotherapy now that's everydayhypnotherapy.co.uk Paul's been on one of our shows and we know he's a really nice bloke. So please go and have a look at what he can do. Some of the stuff he can help you with is fears and phobias, self-confidence, weight loss, smoking, even stress and anxiety. Just go and give him a shout. If he can help you, I know that he will. That's everydayhypnotherapy.co.uk. See you later. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for coming along. You lot listening to this. And, well, do you know what? All two of you that listen to this. It means a lot to us. It really does. It really does. Right, today I'm actually really excited and really happy because I've got two people that I now class as really good friends. I love these two to bits. They are... So last month, they sponsored the show for the whole month. And I don't know if they noticed, they got a couple of freebies because Jesse likes them, really. That truth um so these two wonderful people are known as james and kelly west and they run only networking james kelly hello hello paul hi paul hello, how are you guys good very good 
you know what? I'm kind of happy because we did meet up last month and I managed to give you both a cuddle. So um, <laughs> you did get a pool cuddle. Yes, we did. Yeah, it? mate. After 18 months of not being allowed out to cuddle people, it just drove me nuts. Being able to see you guys was so nice. And wasn't it nice seeing that those members of the only clan and they all got on so well so quickly? You don't know what to do though, do you, when you see people now? No. Like, what's no. the it's like a whole new protocol that goes around it, isn't it? Yeah, you do. Even um, so, so we so Paul Hill, who was one of our guests before, uh, he was at that as well. And me and Paul are both really cuddly type of people. And even us two kind of did a do you want to? Are you okay? <laughs> do, you, do you want a hug? Um, Kelly just looked at me and went, Give me a cuddle. Give me a hug, yeah. <laughs> James looked at me and went, Oh, god, not again. <laughs> Paul had a sign, he Paul actually had a sign around his neck saying he was available for. He did physical contact. Yeah, happy with hugs. Nothing to do with networking. He just wears it in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that is just Paul Hill through and through. Really, um, I don't think I should say any more. Right. I've warned you about the first question that you guys are going to be asked. Okay. And I don't mean I don't care who answers it. We don't care if you fall over each other when you're answering. Okay. Just just be you two. So, who are you, and why should everyone listen to us three chatting for the next half hour or so? I'll, I'll take the lead on that one. As an ex-journalist, that's a really hard question, by the way. I'll have you know. I know, right? I'm annoyed. You're getting people thinking, do I be, am I going to come across as arrogant if I tell you what <laughs> I think I can teach you? Or do I sound like I'm self-deprecating? Anyway, what we can hopefully, why should you listen to us is because you want to learn about networking. We know a, a thing or two about networking. We'll go on to why, um, you know, running a networking business and all of our history. But as personal introduction, so we have got very different backgrounds. I was a journalist originally, so I was an IT journalist. I wrote about IT stuff. I was a magazine editor. I moved into building websites, doing marketing for people, but always kind of weaved around networking. It's always been part of what I do. My approach to networking uh, was business-led, but I had a mental health angle to it. We'll probably explore that a little bit later. So we both came at networking from a very different starting point, but we do complement each other. So go on, give us your background. Mm, similarly, I uh, yeah, I came at networking purely from a business perspective. I mean, roll that on 15 years, it's very different from me now, but we are we are well connected. Blow our trumpet a little bit here. We are, and we, we do make it our mission to connect people. We're nice people at the end of the day. Nothing wrong with that, is there? That's nice people. So listen to us because we're nice and we want to help people. There we go. I like that. I like that. But the, the thing that kind of blows my mind there is both of you have said you come you come at networking from a business point of view. But then I'm I'm part of only I'm part of your network. And oh, my God, it does not lead by business. No, it just doesn't. And, and you talk to anyone in it and it doesn't. So. So why is that? What are you trying to create with only that's different in my head? Uh. <laughs> When we set up only, we spent months brainstorming a different word for networking. Honestly, months, probably a year, the first year. What can we call it? It's not only networking, what is it? And we couldn't. And at the end of the day, why try and reinvent the wheel? What we can change is the perception of networking and what it means. Okay, so that's what only is all about. And that's what we're on a mission to do. Because well, it had a negative connotation. Yeah. You say networking to people, Paul, and I know you're a highly experienced networker, particularly for people that are new to networking, don't know what it is, have dabbled in it. There is a lot of negativity around the notion of what it means. It's formal networking. Networking is just talking to people. If we take it down to a base understanding and why did we bother to set up a network when there's a million other options out there? That's probably the key question, isn't it? That we saw the key to networking is relationships, always will be. And you can falsify as much as you want by driving these notions of rules and protocols. This is the behaviour that you must exhibit, but people will always bypass them if it gets in the way of a natural relationship. Yeah. We, we wanted a way, we wanted a network where the people... And the relationship came first, not the rules and regulations of the network, which sounds twee, idealistic, 
But ultimately, you're going to buy from who you want to. You're going to refer to who you believe should be referred on because it's your reputation and you're going to befriend the people that you've got an affinity with. Mm. I cannot dictate that by the rules of my network. Therefore, don't bother. Mm. Yep. Yep. It's that it's that thing, isn't it? If I don't like someone in the first place, why am I ever going to refer them? I'm not going to take time to get to know them. I'm not going to take time to get to understand their business. There's got to be that likability. There's got to be that something that makes me go, I want to know more about this person. Yeah. And, and there's and- nothing wrong with admitting that. We're humans oh. at the end of the day. That's absolutely natural. You know, we spent years, haven't we, in tribes and we've got friends because of many different reasons. We gravitate towards people. So for us, we are fully aware that people go networking to generate business, but we are absolutely on a mission to show people that you can gain so much more from your network or your community. We like to kind of, maybe we'll change it to community at some point, but we, you know, you can get so much more from having those people behind you than just the pound signs because they come at the end of it anyway, ultimately. Yeah. Right. I completely agree with what you guys have said. I've seen some networks turn into just a box ticking exercise to believe you are doing the correct things to build your business bigger. And then I look at only and uh, I hope you guys don't mind me saying you've got a Facebook group that all your members are allowed into. Mm -hmm. And in there, I can see some massive differences because the amount of times that you go in there and somebody has asked for help with something and you see five or six experts in their field helping they're not selling they're helping and they go look do you need a hand with this do you need a hand with that do this do this and you're legal and you're covered but let me know if you need more and not at any point do they go well we need a one-to-one at which point i'm going to sit down with you and we're going to go through this and we're going to go through that they don't do it in the group and i don't know how you've cultivated that i don't know how you've made that happen but you've literally stopped all of these business people you've stopped them from just chasing the numbers and you've got them to look after each other and it's gorgeous i think it's been long needed to be honest paul i mean you you mentioned the facebook group there you probably don't even know you may know this we actively allow every member to advertise once a month in that group right when do you ever see an advert oh jesse he's gonna kick my back (laughs) But when do you ever see an advert? You don't. Look, when people do post a kind of, oh, look, if you want to know more about me, here's a service that I offer. Generally, those are the posts that get the least amount of engagement because, sorry, that's human nature. We're yeah. not really going to pay a lot of attention to that. Whereas, like Kelly's saying, when people ask for a recommendation or some support or they say, oh, look, I did this today. Isn't it great? That's when people rally round. We call ourselves the network for people that like people. And in answer to your question, well, how have you done that? That starts with the intention to say it's a people first, but you've got to, it's all well and good. And we'll talk about Ben in a minute, Ben Jury, the culture guy, because we learned a lot about this from him. We like him here as well. Don't worry. We like Ben. We love Ben. You can put whatever label at the top as you want. You can say we're the network for people that like people, but if your rules and your internal culture don't actually reflect it. It's just a plaque on the wall that everyone ignores. So it's about walking the walk, isn't it? And if you're going to say, we're going to let the relationship come first, and we're not going to give you this kind of notion of, well, you're going to guarantee to get business because you're part of this networking group, there is kind of a downside to that. Mm -hmm. Because some people go, well, why would I be part of it? But we're just being honest. I cannot guarantee you by membership to my network, you are going to get business. It will live and die on your ability to build relationships, your proposition. Mate, I agree. Right. I had somebody wanting to sponsor the show a little while ago and they turned around to me and said, what guarantees can you give me that this will get me business? And I went, none. And I'm not (laughs) going to even try. Because if, uh, if none of my listeners want what you are trying to supply, I can't suddenly change that. And it was so nice because they just went, well, I, I don't think I want to advertise then. And I was like, brilliant. I think you're the wrong type of person to be here because because mm-hmm. my listeners would hear that and would hate it. Um, they only want to deal with people that actually want to help. Um, but you're right. It's I love how you've done it. I really do. I love what you've done. I love the way you've changed things over the last 18 months as well. So um, first question I'm going to ask you about the the whole thing is, you touched on this a second ago, the competition, and there's there's thousands of networking groups out there. Yeah. What the hell? 
I mean, why, why, why? I cannot imagine. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna specify here. I love both of you. Okay, I think both of you are awesome, but I cannot imagine the two of you with the business mind you've both got sitting down and going, starting a networking organization would be a great business. It just, I don't see how. But then you've nailed it. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't set out to build to make that our business we always had this right we need to backtrack don't we we met at networking so there we go first cute story tip <laughs> we met at a networking group poddy um, which was in itself a spin-off of bni kelly did bni i did a bit of bni but i predominantly did poddy i we went to poddy I, I scared a lot of people at poddy lovely, lovely group really good but what just one group and we we kind of had this idea well we want it to be bigger and more expensive yeah we move between them but um so we met at networking we were net um we were networking on our wedding day do you want to tell that story this is a nice story. Hold on. This this has to be told by one. Of, you were networking on your yeah, wedding, day. wedding day. My yeah. wife would have kicked my <laughs> back. It's all right when you both do it as a job, though, isn't it? It's fun. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, we did. So we got a second time relationship for both of us. So we didn't want anyone there, family included. Sorry, family. Um, we just wanted to go on our own. We went to New York. We hired a rabbi who we'd never met. We are not Jewish. He was just incredibly cheap and we were on a budget. <laughs> we, oh, you are we, so romantic, Kelly. So romantic, yeah. We wanted to spend money on other stuff, you know, like you do. And again, I suppose that was part of our online journey as well because we'd never met him. We'd only spoke to him on emails. Booked the wedding, did the deposit, got to New York, booked into the hotel, got into the taxi and went, oh, crikey, what if you don't turn up? We're going to be two people in wedding outfits on a hundred degree day stood in the middle of New York looking a bit stupid uh, and he arrived hot and sweaty on his bike bless him and ridden all across town went right what what do you guys do anyway so we said oh well we were web designers and we're web designers he went ah hold that thought got us married did the bits and pieces there we go pictures lovely clapping all lovely best day of our lives definitely and there we go and then we picked up the conversation about what we do and we've built in three websites. We've blogged for him. We've done all sorts of stuff. So it, that was just a way. Yeah. If you type, I hope this is still relevant. It was the last time I checked. If you type into Google UK residents getting married in New York. Yeah. We are the Google snippet, you know, the boxed off bit at the top. Lovely picture. And you'll see a picture of us under the Brooklyn <laughs> Bridge. So that's you know what? That's right. I'm having I'm having real internal discussions <laughs> right now. There's part of me that is so proud of you both for getting a sale while you're getting married. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's another part that's going, no, <laughs> no, you can't do that. No. Oh but, my word. But so, I think that is part of our story, isn't it? You know. We don't ever want to oversell it only to anyone. You have to understand what networking is and you have to understand whether it's only BNI, 4M, whatever it is, but they're all good and they're all relevant to the right person. There's the key there, right? Mm -hmm. But if you've got to explain to somebody what one of those networks is going to do to them, game over. Because they've got to want to understand it and they've got to want to put the effort in, otherwise they're not going to get the return regardless of where they're placed. Yeah. But... Going back in answer to your question, why did you set up a networking group when there was so much choice out there? I think it's moments like that, that realisation that, yeah, just because it's popular, just because there's a lot out there, why not? There is a room to do it slightly differently in a way that's maybe adapted to the way that people think now. It's not our generation, it's the next generation and the generation that comes after that that do not want to be bound by rules and regulations that tell them how to manage a relationship yeah get into a funny kind of ethical space there but for us we set it up because we just wanted to build the network that we wanted to go to because we'd met friends at networking we knew that a lot of the rules and regulations got in people's way what would our network look like based on our approach so that was very much the starting point and that it you know from a cynical point of view it was to then sell our website business it was only when we got traction quite quickly Paul that we started thinking this can grow, this can become a thing. But the problem is with networking that you don't make any money on running a networking event. Like 
any single person, you, Jesse, even people that aren't brilliantly connected, could pull together a room of 30 people and they'll come and support them. Problem is you ain't going to make any money from it. So the only way you're going to make money from it is scale it. We didn't get paid. We've only started paying ourselves like sure. this year. So we've done it for two years without getting paid. So very much a labour of love. But obviously, once you get to a certain size, it becomes viable that that becomes a business. I mean, particularly now. Time's obviously flown because it was three years. Three years without getting paid. <laughs> three years. Yeah. Crikey. Not that we're counting. Wow. And, and to be able to do it together, you know, we talk to a lot of networking leaders. We're really collaborative. We want... We all need each other to do well, because if you're a good networker, you go to more than one network. So yeah. where, you know, we, we work with Bradley Network, my club, we talk to him a lot. There's a great crossover. Brilliant. Why wouldn't his members want to come to us and our members go to him? Brilliant. Tick in the box. Our members are happy. There's more options out there. Why are we not working together to make that happen more often? That so so nice to hear. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, and that, that applies to all networks. BNI, we've got crossover with BNI members. Yeah. That's brilliant because BNI is very different to us. Yeah. So you go to BNI, you know what you're getting, you know you've got category lockout, you know you've got your bum on seat, job done, massively plus point if that's what you want. Roll that over if you then if that's not what you love about BNI and you come to us, you're in a room with people in your industry potentially. And that's a plus point for those people that enjoy that. So again, there's massive benefit to being part of both. So we need does this, does this basically mean you've kind of created a James and Kelly club because you know you're going to get on with all the people because they're going to be in similar mindset. Yeah. yeah. And we've got Braver. Ben's helped us with this, Paul, is to define... I always remember him saying to us when we first met him, Ben Jury, the culture guy, if people haven't yeah. heard the episode, yeah. go and listen to it immediately because he's a genius <laughs> and follow he him. Is, he is. I'm sure at this point, Jesse will throw up which episode number he was in and maybe even put a link to it because he's nice like that. He, I vividly remember he went to ask, what would you sack someone for? Because, again, when you think about culture as being this positive thing, it's often hard to work out because you think, well, I, I just want to work with people that good people. But it's vague, isn't it? What you've got to do is go, where's my tolerance point of what I don't want to do? And I know from a networking point of view that like, I don't want to be told by my network that I should refer to that person just by virtue of the fact that I'm in the same group with them. Because we know in reality, because you used to experience this a lot, that people would go, oh, Kelly, I'd love you to build my website, but don't tell that guy because I'm supposed to refer to him. Yep. yep. What if that person doesn't build websites using the method that works for you or it's too expensive? Or you know say it quietly, they're not very good. Just because they're bought into a networking group doesn't mean that they're automatically the best at what they do. That's a personal choice, isn't it? Mate, do you know what? I've invited other magicians to networking groups that I'm part of to have them not turn up because I don't know if they're scared of me, if I've been nasty to them at some point or what. But the fact is I've invited them because I wanted to see what they were like with a crowd. And if I can't see them with that crowd, I don't know if I can recommend them in the future. Yeah. This is what a lot of them don't get is, yeah, you can think of me as competition if you want. Or you can think of me as a massive source of income, because if I can't do a gig, I want to promote someone that can. Yeah. And, it's, and, and actually, do you know what? It even happened to me at an only meeting. A magician was there and he came over to me and went, oh, if I'd known you were here, I wouldn't have come. Wow. I was like, no, no, this is perfect. You can do your magic trick. You can show me what you can do mm. and then I'll promote you. But only if you've got that mentality, Paul, and a lot of people don't. And I think this notion of that you can lock out your competitors, I'm afraid that went when the internet came along. Mm. It's a long time gone. It's just not, it's a, it's not a true reflection of the reality. Flip it. Take the approach of abundance, okay? So I keep quoting this. Pete Avery told us this number. Through lockdown, 19,000 new businesses a week were being set up in the UK. One fifth, is something like a fifth of the population in the next year of the UK are planning to set up either their own business to do full-time or a side hustle, right? The number, you are not in competition with one another, 
work together because there is so much potential business out there that you don't need to butt heads with each other. Well, the best example, Andy Wood, Pulsate, um, video, we met him and he was a web designer at the time. Under the normal rules and regulations of networking, we never would have met Andy because he wouldn't have been allowed into our networking group because he took our category, right? We met him through only, he now does video. He doesn't even do websites now. Not only do we use him to do all of our video production, he's one of our most popular members. He's become one of our best friends. This is the difference. So, you know, just flip that whole notion and approach it from a point of abundance. You don't need to compete with each other. We've got enough to worry about. This is it. I've now got a lovely little Facebook group or chat where i'm not even sure how to describe it but it's me and four other magicians and if any of us can't do a gig we literally throw up a message saying this date this time this area who's free because i'll promote you yep and 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 it's so nice and you know you get one of the guys will take a gig for 500 pound and then they'll turn around to the person who actually got the gig in and go shall i give you 10 percent Oh, that's brilliant. That's cool. Yeah, because we all understand. We didn't do the marketing for that. We didn't do any of the legwork to get that in. He did. So he deserves to take him and his missus out for dinner or something like that. Mm. And, and that's kind of the way we're looking after each other. But it is so nice to have a group of people that I do trust. And I know I can throw them into the gig. And I know they're not going to take the mick. And they're going to look after that client. It just means a lot. But that's the point, isn't it? If you build that culture and you hold true to it, Paul, like you say, well, the Facebook group, everyone wants to help each other because we attract like-minded people, but we're also not afraid, going back to Ben's not sacking, but we're not afraid to say to people, this network's not for you. So if people, we, you can tell quite quickly, can't you? What do people tend to say that you know this ain't going to, you're not going to be right for only? Well, you get the pitch straight away, don't you? And it's like tunnel vision and it's... They've, they've done it a million times because it's off pat. It's, it's got this rhythm, hasn't it? And they're not listening. They're not paying attention. They're doing their bit, done my bit. And then at the end, they'll do their bit again. And then they won't ask for anything. They won't want to connect with anyone. They won't want to expand on that. They've literally just come in, dumped, want to take, and off they go. And well, yeah. hunted, isn't it? The, the hunter networker. So the, we don't attract hunter networkers and we never will. And quite frankly, that's absolutely what only is all about just disregarding that because there's a place for those guys in, a, in other spaces yeah i mean you guys know that i'm friends with brad burton of 4 yes. and and one time he did he came to a group it had a lot of people there and he said right i want a show of hands of everyone that's here and they're hoping to sell something and you saw everyone go yeah 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 went brilliant now i want a show of hands of all of you who are here to actively buy something no one put their hand up wow. and he went, screwed up somewhere and he's like, look, let's be honest. If we don't start seeing this as a two-way thing, yeah. no one's going to get what they need. I think, and he's spot on. You know what? Absolutely spot on. And with you, I think times have changed. Networking has changed. It's going to be a rough ride for all of us within networking, yeah. I think, over the next few months. Don't doesn't matter which group you are, or what small, big, whatever it is. Nope. Things have changed. And I think it's going to part massively. You know, we're choosing to be online first. We know the time and the cost and the restrictions of just getting your act together to get out the door anymore, let alone anything else. But this is it. There's something else I wanted to chat with you guys about. And and please, if we go over time at all, just tell me to shut up and I'll do the end bit, okay? I don't want you guys missing out on family time for, for the weirdo show with two listeners. Um, but something I wanted to talk to you about is two years ago, it was all venues. It was all out meeting for breakfast or lunch or a nice dinner. And you had some of the best venues around Hampshire that I know of. Yeah. And then when, when the pandemic hit and we got locked down, I mean, I saw both of my businesses just wipe out overnight. And you guys must have felt the same. You must have just looked at it and gone, that's it, venues are over. But you didn't stop. You, you literally jumped back up and ran. We had a big advantage, didn't we, Paul, in that we were doing, um, and I... A lot of people don't know this. No, so when we, so we formed only in 2018, and it stands for Online Networking Live Experiences. The idea was, what happens if you combine what we're doing in 
in-person networking with the potential of what the networking that you can do online because i think the penny's starting to drop that people there's still are people that are using linkedin because they think it's a marketing channel just to post their stuff right it doesn't work and they get frustrated linkedin's a networking platform once you understand that that you have to converse with people show interest to get interest back then it starts to have a powerful impact so our notion was what happens if we can combine the two, the best of both worlds, the scale, the reach, the convenience of online networking with what we know works in person? That was there from day one. It's in the name. So we were running from almost day one what we called only virtual. So we were doing online meetings. But as much as people liked us and they bought into the culture of what we were trying to do, people first networking, etc., we couldn't get even our most ardent supporters to really properly buy into only virtual because it was a gimmick. They went, yeah, it's great. I kind of like the option. We were giving free places to people just to fill the meeting room, okay? But no one, if you tried to put, and we did, yeah. you try and put a like a pound sign next to it, not a chance. The, the world wasn't ready to, um, to pay to unlock the power of online networking. But the advantage it gave us, we had 18 months to test how to use Zoom, yeah what worked in terms of online networking that you could adapt so breakout rooms we were doing it from day one and everyone else ended up following us and going breakout rooms is a great idea we already knew that so yeah. when we when we on the day that boris made the announcement we just went onto our website in the afternoon because we managed them we can do all of our website we changed it and again i'd argue anyone to say that they beat us we were the first ones to go all of our meetings are online and they will be for the foreseeable future. Whereas most networks went, right, hosts, you now need to learn how to do. No, because it isn't the same. It isn't just adapting to the technology, it's adapting the medium and the format of that meeting to fit into an online sphere. So did we have a pause? We had a huge amount of work to do, but we just accelerated it quite quickly, moved away from venues and started to bed in. And this is where it gets really interesting. And this is why, you know, we decided last August, didn't we, that we're an online first network. Mate, it worked. Well, it works for me. Sorry, it works for me. Yeah, it works for the right person. But it's worth mentioning, like, the member ratio and this realisation that lots of them yeah, haven't I, met. Give the numbers, I think. I think, I think when we went into lockdown, I don't... We, as we went into lockdown, we were about to wind down our other businesses, make only our full-time job and push it, reach the sky, reach the stars, sorry. Lockdown happened and we went, oh, God, we can't do that now. because Well, we how many members did we have? We had 198 members, okay, predominantly across Hampshire and Dorset. Any day we're going to get to 200? Yes, come on. Yeah, exactly. And then lockdown happened. The feeling of uncertainty was the biggest kicker for everybody at that time yeah within business personal life whatever that was and we went we've got to make a decision we've got to decide what we're doing because do you know what in terms of a supportive community we gave our members all the option to reduce their payments because we didn't know what the world was going to do was it 17 percent of people chose to reduce the others all went guys we know how blooming hard you're working we know what you're doing keep it going i mean i've got goosebumps telling you that because mm. the support and the camaraderie and just all pulling together to help us that was almost like a bit of a crowdfunder in some respects wasn't yeah it? people you think that, that, that. god don't do that <laughs> <laughs> you know about that not doing that people were paying if you think about this between well, 20 or 30 quid to not get a meal that's what they were paying for. They carried on paying it just to be part of only. But in return, they got more education. We did the bunker. We did the socials. We've done only one, two, three. And we added and added and added as much as we could because you're paying, guys. You're paying and you're supporting us. So we're just going to keep adding. That's the well, difference. You, you even did a Christmas party as well. And people had so it. much fun. I was crying with laughter at that Christmas party. It was great. It's even better if you don't drink and you're watching everybody slowly get plastered. That's great. Oh, you had you had me doing some magic tricks, so I couldn't drink. <laughs> of course not. No, would have been but really bad, wouldn't it? That's a long-winded way of me saying you roll that forward to a year later. We went from 198 members to 300, dead on a year later, and we've lost 
50 or 60. Yeah, we, we lost 50 or 60 in the last year, not over that period of time. So suddenly you go, crikey, hang on, there's probably yeah. 150 people who have never met each other. They yeah. only know each other from being online. So, That's but right. you're then trying to please two pockets of people. So hence why it's only online is first. Online networking supported by optional in-person events. But that paves the way for us to do, as we've just announced, only New York, because this is the, the key change that we've seen in networking. It is now no, no longer prerequisite to meet people in person to do business with them. No. That's gone. It used to be Claudia Tinarello website. She talked about the fact that every website she ever built, they'd have a chat with her on the phone, but they wanted to meet before she started the project. And she said, that's gone now. She's. Yeah. She's working with clients in New York and we're seeing that across the board. So that's very much the future for us is that how far can we take this notion of online networking? This is it, because really you guys now have no limits to where you go next. No. That's, that's, that's kind of where, where I wanted to get to with this is that I, I can't see anything that can stop you taking this worldwide. There is something, and this is really important, and I think this is important for people to understand too. It is pointless, James and I, just rocking up in every city in the world, launching a new group, because we don't have the local connections in the local community. So the only thing stopping us at the moment are people on the ground in the regions, because we absolutely don't want a network where there's nobody from the local region as a member. That's, that's not what's gonna happen. There will be a small percentage of people always, of course, because they'll be targeting that area or they'll be, you know, that's where the predominantly their customers are. Yeah. But 80% of the members need to be from that region. And that's the only thing stopping us. So once we've had the initial ins, you know, we've got, as you know, now no clients in New York and there's a, somebody there helping us build it. That's the starting point. And as, as soon as we've got that, we're good to go. Because you're not. I've got to say to you just quickly that while we've been chatting, Jesse has checked up on that website of your rabbi in New York. <laughs> And the message I've got from Jesse is it's ridiculously annoying because neither of you have aged. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesse. So, so Jesse, not only are they pretty, they were pretty back then as well. It's not fair. I like it. Um, but yeah, I just, I do just see only growing because of, and, and we've mentioned Ben a couple of times already, but the culture of only. It, it's a culture of we're going to look after each other and make sure each other keep going. You know, we've got, I didn't talk about this, but I started networking. A big piece of only is mental health, okay? So when I used to go to networking, I did it for a period predominantly because as a solo business owner, I was quite depressed. I used to go to my networking group and that is the place where I felt supported and I felt like I could be myself. That to me is the, in, in the tangible or the thing that we see as an intangible that is massive, because so many business owners, we love working for ourselves, but what we lose is the team. It's the sense of community that you get when you work for an organization. So for me, one of our visionary things for Only is that we want to ensure that all of our members and indeed all business owners have got support for their mental health. That's a very lofty aspiration. And then, but that actually makes it quite easy because if you're going to networking just for the transactional mechanical side of it, I don't need any friends. I don't need any support. I'm just there to get business. We're not the network for you. But if you find, we know that there are millions of people around the world that think like us that believe networking is worth more than just a referral slip. It is about support community. You know, like the priceless thing, I know that I can go to my network and ask a question and I will get priceless advice. Someone will give me five minutes of their time that's taken them a lifetime to accumulate that knowledge yeah. that I would normally have to pay a fortune to get access to. They'll give me that to, for free. What's that worth? It's just finding those people. Do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story that I don't think I've shared on here before. Um, but when, when my world collapsed, when because you think I had two businesses really. One was entertaining to big groups of people. The other one was speaking in front of big groups of people. So when we got told that we weren't allowed to have groups of people anymore, I saw both businesses just die. 
and Jesse, you know, people do know that I think I went into depression for a while, and and I'm that's just not me. Okay, it, just trying to trying to imagine a Paul Newton that's not happy does my head in. Um, but Jesse knew I was there. Jesse kept an eye on me, and one of the nice things was, and I don't know if you two know this about each other. Actually, both of you sent me messages individually to check up on me, yeah. and you both did it at different times. Now, there's other organisations that I've been part of in the past where if you didn't turn up to a meeting, you'd get moaned at or you'd get a letter telling you off or something like that. If I didn't turn up to an only, I'd normally have about three or four people going, just checking you're all right. Mm. What are you up to? Are you, can we do anything? Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's members. That was you two as the owners checking up on me as well. And to be honest with you, that meant more to me than the business I might be missing out on because I'm not in the room that day. Spot on. Yeah. And you just turn around and you just kind of go, actually, that's the kind of people I want to work with. So so blatantly in public right now, I want to say thank you to both of you for that. Thank you. I didn't know we'd both done that, to be fair. We got our PA to do it. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we did. That would be so funny if you went, actually, it was an automated system. Yeah. But no, it got very quickly. That is so important, you know. And we are aware, we, you know, by not having those stringent rules, people can just not turn up. At the end of the day, they're they're paying to not turn up, so that's up to them. (laughs) At the end of the day, do you know what I mean? What right have we got to go? You know that thing you're paying for? Well, tell me why you're not using it properly. That's not. Once I give you a slap around the face and tell exactly. you off in front of people, what, what the hell am I growing up? Stop it. If you don't put into a relationship, you don't get out. So if you don't turn up to your meeting for a month, that's a good two months that you're not going to see people. You're not going to foster that relationship. You're not going to move it forward. You know that. That's a kick up the bum enough for you. You don't need us banging on the door saying, come on, what's the reason? I don't need to know the reason. You're an adult. Things happen and you're not there. And you know what? It's also right. It's not just the downtimes. I don't want people to concentrate on that too much. No. The uptimes. Okay. Those moments when, as a solo man business who's got his right hand man, Jesse, that gives him a slap when it's needed. But even those moments of when something goes well, you can you can tell only members about it. And you don't get the, well, it's all right for you. You no. get the, well done. You've worked your backside off to get that. Nice one. Yeah. And it different. What a different feeling. It, mate, that community oh. word you said earlier, it just it just comes to its own, that. Um, there's so many things. You don't lock people out. You don't care about the competition sideways. You care more about the people side of it. Mm-hmm. And I know me and Ben talked about you guys a lot during our interview. Um, myself and Paul Hill, we talked about you guys a lot as well. And that's part of the reason that I, I had to start having a strop to get you two on the show. <laughs> Okay, um, seriously, the people in your organisation love it. Um, so what's what's next for, for James and Kelly and maybe only? Wow. Well, domination, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> domination. New York's coming in January, so, you know... That London, month, Brighton as well. London and Brighton are coming in um, October, November, aren't they? October. Uh, so that's just us. We, we, of course, want to cover the UK. It's probably worth you know also saying is we're not a franchise business so everything is done centrally because that helps us keep the culture so when we expand we have to expand because it naturally makes sense to do so not just because there's a pound sign in another city we expand because we we see that there's a potential to grow a network there so it can only go as quick as we can keep up with it so expanding the team expanding across the UK London is an obvious one because if you're networking in New York and you want to come across, you're going to want probably London is the standout one that people in the US are going to want to see. So that makes sense to get that one going first. And then New York is the tip of the US iceberg, really. And do you know what? I was going to also say, um, even your only hosts, even they cover each other's backsides all the time as well and help each other out with meetings. Yeah. And 
Not sure you got that terminology right. They cover each other's backsides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesse, can you edit that bit? Make it sound intelligent for me. It does sound like it's going in a slightly different direction. Yeah, that's just wrong. Um, but <laughs> but uh, how can I reword that? Your only hosts help each other to be as productive as possible. I think part of this is we're really lucky in that if we needed and we were driven by the fact that we just want to make a ton of money out of this, look, long term, we do want to make really good money from only. Why shouldn't we? We've worked ridiculously hard and yep. we will continue to work hard. So I don't think you should be ashamed of wanting to make money. How dare you want your to own future? God. Right. But we could now, we're at the point where the brand, the proposition, we could box it off, like Kelly saying, franchise it, flog it. We could make enough money that we could clear off. Okay. But because we we really do believe that only fulfills a need that business owners need around mental health, around connection. You know, social media is often antisocial. We do feel disconnected from people and the real world. I think we think people really need this stuff because there probably is a mental health crisis. If it's not already here, it's around the corner. We believe that it sounds we are on a mission, aren't we? Yeah. To, to find these people, to bring them together, to make them feel that thing that we feel on a regular basis of don't matter how bad things are or how bad the day's going, I've got those people there that are there to support me and I'm not on my own. That, for me, is the reason to keep pushing this thing and driving it. That, I love that. that that's it. That is what only is about for me. Um Right. Do you know what? I'm going to ask you that scary last question. This this whole show started because I literally pointed a camera at myself once a week and I'd give <laughs> people a nugget of information or something that I thought would help them. When we changed it to an interview style show and then the podcast came later, um, we still wanted to keep nuggets of information. So now I try to get people that I love and are intelligent and uh, businesses that are doing phenomenal things to give their nuggets of information that everyone else should listen to. So for you guys, what's a nugget that you want every listener to hear? Got one each, didn't we? Talk about the network. Yeah. yeah. So I should have known, really, shouldn't I? I should have known it would be one each. Any chance to get a little bit more information in? There oh, we yeah. go. So keeping on the network, I think listening isn't enough, okay? You've got to ask questions. Now, that sounds obvious. Listening is mega important in networking. You're told that. You've got two of these, one of those, listen, right? But unless you're going to ask questions to the person you're listening to, you're not going to find out about them. You're not going to further that relationship. You're not going to get those things in your head that remind you of them, in which case you're not going to be able to talk about them outside of that conversation because it's gone. You, you know nothing. I mean, how many times do you walk away from a conversation and go, they know nothing about me? I'd be surprised if they even know what I do. How yeah. are they going to help you, support you, grow your network, push you forward if they've not asked you questions? So listening isn't enough. You've got to ask questions too. I like that because so many other groups would say, you've got to listen. You've got to listen to everyone. But actually, you're right. It's not just that. It's the next step as well. Just ask, find out stuff. The more we find out for ourselves, the more we retain. So yes. you've got to ask those questions. Yeah. All right, James, go on, mate. Um, mine's about attention. So this is in general because this bleeds over into social media as well as networking. But um, my nugget of information, because everyone's always saying, how do I get attention online? What's the thing that I should write about? I don't know what to write about on social media today. So here's the fact, okay? There's one thing that every single person that's ever posted on social media wants, and I dispute you to find anyone that this doesn't apply to. Every single person wants attention, fact indisputable fact if you've ever posted it's because you want attention okay and we get disappointed paul don't we because we post something doesn't get a lot of traction and we think oh put all that effort in yeah everyone wants attention otherwise why are they bothering doing it so do you know what you do very smartly some might argue cynically <laughs> the way to get attention is to then feed that by giving attention so like people's posts if someone comments on something that you've written, I guarantee you will remember them more than someone that doesn't. I know that sounds obvious, but we forget that fact. And I'll give the Alan example because he obviously needs more airtime, but it is such <laughs> a great example. Alan Braithwaite, Yellow Tuxedo. So Alan and Emily run this together. So she practices this as well. 
myself and Alan, we connected on Instagram. I followed them. They followed me. Doesn't matter which way around it is. But typically what happens is when we follow each other on social media, we follow. We don't do anything. We might look at their account, but nothing really happens. And if we don't talk, what happens is because algorithms aren't that clever. They assume we don't care about each other. And if you can see what I'm doing on the video podcast, it basically pushes us apart. It assumes we've got nothing to talk about. Okay. Mm -hmm. Alan made sure that didn't happen because he sent me an audio message, which is weird anyway, because who sends audio messages on Instagram? So he immediately got my attention. But the most important thing is that he did this because you might think, oh, this is that thing that you get on LinkedIn where people just send you an automated. Hi, glad to be connected. Please read my brochure that's 400 pages long. <laughs> it's not that. Alan just went, hi, James. I've been looking at your profile. It only looks really interesting. Loving what you're doing. Hope it's going well. Good to be connected. That's it. He didn't try and sell to me, most importantly, but he didn't even offer a follow up. He gave me attention. So what did I automatically do, Paul? Went and looked on his profile in much more detail than it ordinarily would. And he broke the ice. Everyone's trying to break through that barrier of attention on social media. Job done. They've ended up becoming members. I've been on their events. They've done our only talks, et cetera. All from that genesis, they gave me attention. People can't ignore you if you give them attention. So spend less time crafting your next post that everyone's going to ignore and instead feed that want for attention love that so they are literally using social media socially yeah who'd have thought it what the hell how dare they I, I, oh, I like that and i know i know emily um from the wedding industry because she used to do the the big bell tent thing yep. and well, their new business is going so well that they've just done their last wedding. Yeah, yeah. So, so congratulations to them. And they're doing really, really well. Um, and I'm gutted I'm not going to see Emily around on the wedding circuit much. But then, well, what an awesome couple, lovely family, yeah. and building a business and a family the way they want to. Absolutely. What more could you want? Yeah. Right. Ladies and gents, I'm going to cut the show then because I've taken too much of this lovely couple's time and I know they need to go and see their kids. They do not want to be sat with some dodgy bloke in a trolley for far too long. So I'm going to say bye-bye to James and to Kelly. Do you guys want to shout goodbye to everyone? Bye, everyone. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jess, and thanks, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Now, we're going to go to a sponsor message, probably, and then it's going to go to me and Jesse talking about James and Kelly, and they're not going to hear what we say until the podcast goes out. So, James... We'll, we'll do something nice, I promise. Honest. Honest. No, if you only address me at that point, you're not worried about <laughs> yeah, because It's because yeah. Kelly knows that she could beat me up. Right. Um, <laughs> ladies and gents, see you in a minute. Newton's Nuggets. This is not an advert. Now, again, this, this one, this hasn't been paid for at all. Cheryl doesn't even know that I'm doing this. But I want to tell you guys about Cheryl Andrews and her seven-day make-it-happen motivator. Now, she's just started one of these on, on Monday, just gone, okay? But she runs six of them a year. So you guys need to understand that you can work with Cheryl and she can help you realize how important you are to the business, how much you matter to your business, and, and looking after you. This is the way to access one of the best motivators around us, and it will help unravel what it's really holding you back. Guys, I've been working with Cheryl on some of my stuff for the last few months, and it's made a massive change to me. So I tell you what, I'm going to get Jesse to put a link up to the seven-day Make It Happen Motivator course. Now, you won't be able to get on this week's one because it's already up and running, but you could get onto one in the future. Go and have a look for me. Newton's Nuggets. There you go. Weren't they lovely? I, I swear to you, seriously, if you get a chance, meet those two in person. They're absolutely lovely. And and um, Kelly and James give out the best cuddles in the world. They really do. Um, that's it. James is now going to just get swamped by people wanting to give him a cuddle. I, this just amuses me a lot. Um, to Jesse, I know you have met James and Kelly in the past, but it was kind of a whirlwind meet after we'd been out to... Oh, God, that was back when we were in the real world. Yeah. 
We'd been out. We'd just done a big keynote talk. We shot over to those guys as they were finishing a networking meeting. We literally walked in the door. Kelly kind of went, Paul, do a magic trick. Uh, I did a magic trick and then said goodbye to everyone. There's a recording of like, that. I don't know. If that could possibly be on your um, on your YouTube channel somewhere. Did you record that one? Yeah. I think only on my phone. I was going, well, of course you did. It's you. Of course you did. You 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 record everything that when I'm cheeky. Um <laughs> but yeah, it worked. It worked. It was funny and it worked. Um so uh, right, like I said, I know you have met them, but it really was a whistle stop tour and you met them really quickly. During the interview, I think you got to know them a lot better than you did before. Yeah. So, so what do you think? What do you think of only networking? What do you think of James and Kelly? What do you think about their plans and stuff? So the thing that really strikes me is, and you know, different people are different. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not having a go at anybody else, <laughs> yeah. because I know people will draw parallels or com- comparisons, should I say, to other people. But the thing I like about James and Kelly is that they care a lot about the people, and the fact that they've got Ben Drury on board. Um, and they care about the culture, so rather than yeah. rather than just going, we're going to expand the only network to be the biggest network in the country or the world. Is not yeah. what they're trying to do. They would rather keep it smaller, and keep it the way they want it to be. Yeah, and yeah. I think that is so commendable. It's very up our street. You know, it's not just about growth. It's about being proud proud of what you're proud of what you're achieving and what you're doing and i think we can all learn a lesson from that really it's not just about how big you grow when ian dixon was on there a little while ago and he said people are all different and there's some people that you have to get them to sit down and fill out a spreadsheet with all their numbers because that's all that matters to them i I cannot see james and kelly sitting down and going the numbers the numbers are all that matter (laughs) i i I can see them going oh that member that that they look like they're having a tough time what how can we help what can we do how can we um and and i'll be blatantly honest as well they've sponsored the show in the past they didn't have to do that you know that i know they didn't have to do that um and and yeah when they when they when james turned around and said paul we're sponsoring your show i was like really thank you that's awesome um you know, they yes, they might get a few more people looking at only because they this show has happened, but it's not going to be a massive amount. It's not going to change their world. They've got hundreds of members already, and they know they didn't have to do this. Um, but that's the kind of people they are. I've just seen them today on Facebook announce, ladies and gents, we're going to watch Bond in Bournemouth Cinema on this day and this time. I'm not going to say when and where. Because, my word, can you imagine if it just got attacked by Nuggeteers or Nuggetons or whatever they're going to be called? Um, <clears> probably should, you... should be. Uh, we uh, At the time of this episode going out... That will be decided. That will have been decided and everybody will know. So, currently, while we're talking and you're listening to this, me and Paul are the only two people who don't know what you're called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Um but yeah, the, they, they've announced that they're going out to watch the new Bond film and they've turned around to all of the only members and gone, look, this isn't a, 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 a definite only experience. This is just us going out and we're inviting some friends along. So if you want to come along, book your ticket at the cinema and we'll be in this bar beforehand having a drink. And it's just things like that that I like. Yeah. You know, we've had Brad Burton on the show before. And he's fully about find your own success, find your own level. If the Bugatti's important to you, do it. If if watching Coronation Street's important to you, make sure you put it in the diary. And then you've got James and Kelly who are just almost permanently on about, it's about relationships. It's about friendships. The business can come afterwards. Yeah. And I love that. I really do love that. Um, the Their business, I know it's going to be online predominantly. And for me, that works. It means that if I'm in a dodgy venue anywhere, I can probably jump online as long as I can get Wi-Fi. Um, and the experiences, seriously, I went up to one of their live experiences up in Hook in Hampshire. 
Um, again, won't say the venue just yet because it, it might get attacked by Nuggetons. Uh, I know, um, all we know is it's probably not going to be Pips. <laughs> liked Pips and nobody's picked it in any of the polls. You're literally the <laughs> oh. only person who liked Pips. Do I get extra points for my vote because, you know, I sit here and talk? No, you're the least important person. It's all about the audience. If you haven't learnt that from doing these shows, what have you learnt? <laughs> you are the least important. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, I, seriously, James and Kelly are on an absolute mission and I love what they're doing. Um, what about their nuggets at the end? Because we let them do one each as well. Yeah. What, do you know what I really liked was that their nuggets were very different to each other. Yeah. And Kelly's along the lines of listening is not enough. I love that because I'm fed up of sales trainers going, oh, you've got two ears, one mouth, use it in that ratio. And no. Yeah, every, no. Everybody's, everybody's heard that before. And what... what oh. <laughs> the, the thing that they started with was they were talk, they, they said, you know, networking is just talking to people and then yeah. building a relationship. So actually, yeah, listening, actually asking questions. Um I've got to be really careful how I say about I say this, but I, f- I won't go backstory. But a friend of mine doesn't always come across the best the first time you meet them. Are you talking about me? No, 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 no. I mean, if you were, I agree. By the way, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. What much worse? But people find them difficult the first time they meet them. But what happens over time is everybody falls in love with that person. Literally everyone. And everyone's always pleased to see that person. And but they've I, got to give it a bit of time. You've got to give it a bit of time. But the, and I realize, what the thing I've realised from viewing that, because I've known this person for a long time now, the thing that mm. I realised from that is what people like is that that person asks a lot of questions. So it feels a bit much the first time you you meet them but but do but they ask the questions genuinely interested yes exactly and he okay they are genuinely interested and they retain that information they really listen yeah. and so the reason people fall in love is because they know that they care and they're genuinely interested in them and so once they've asked you all these questions and, you know, you see them a year later at another event, having met them a few times and they're, they're, they genuinely come up and say, oh, how's this going and how was that going? And it's like, how did you remember that? And I think that that sort of personal relationship yeah. um, is so important. I think people really... It is. It is. And um, so, so what I'd say on this is I've been helping and I've been talking with a lot of people about mental health issues lately mm-hmm. because I've been more open about what I went through when lockdown first happened and it's kind of become a public story now. Um, <laughs> you literally talked about lockdown. it on the radio, Paul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. If, any, if anyone close to me didn't know that stuff, oopsie. Um but do you know, I mean, I, I think that we should be allowed to talk about it more. And something that um, Dom Fenton, who who was a guest on here, and I've now, I've just recently found out that he started his own podcast because he loved this show, okay? And that to me is huge. But anyway, I was chatting with Dom Fenton yesterday, and he said, look, if you think one of your mates is having a tough time, ask them how they are. Then when they say the obligatory, I'm fine or I'm okay, ask them again. Yeah. Okay. Because so many people will come out with the yeah, yeah, I'm okay, but then when you go no, no, but how are you really? That's normally when people go, you actually are interested and you are worried about me, and they will open up a bit more. So I, I think Kelly is spot on. With listening is not enough. If you just sit there and listen, pick the bits you're interested in, ask questions about them, get to know that person. It was awesome. Thank you so much, Kelly. Um. And then James, James and his idea for social media. That was just brilliant. You know, everyone wants attention, okay? Everyone that's out there networking in any form or another, that they want attention. So his idea of, if you want attention, give attention. 
if you show you're gonna you're gonna look at and notice and pay attention to someone and something guess what they spin it back around on you and they want to know more about you yeah I, I thought that was awesome that was awesome um so yeah james thank you so much for that mate two amazing nuggets um jenny jenny no that's not you that's the other half <laughs> i mean i could be jenny if you want me to be i'm i'm <laughs> i'm now just imagining you in a really long wig but still with the beard i mean you you already know i look good in a dress so true true that we do not need to put a photo up of that Okay. Well, as Chris Dawes is currently the only person who watches our videos, <laughs> and he threw, a, away he threw a tantrum when we gave that that a go when we we tried to put this out without video, um, so we put it back just for him. Uh, he'd be the only person seeing it anyway. <laughs> I, now, I, now, I now wish I'd had a sign just saying "Hello, Chris." I, I'd have just. Um, Okay, anything else you need to say this week or shall we let the lovely people go back to their walking the dogs and their painting their bathrooms and their stuff that they're up to? Yes. Yes? <laughs> there is something you want to say? For, 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 those, for, those, <laughs> for those who are only listening, Paul just had the best blank face. It was so worth just giving him that stupid yeah. response. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, no, let's let everybody go back to their lives. They've had enough of our nonsense. Enough of our nonsense for one day. And ladies and gents, you can go and download past episodes as well and have more of our nonsense. You are more than welcome to do so. Um, right, in that case, ladies and gents, thank you so much for being here. I would love to tell you who's on the next show, but we haven't planned that far in advance yet. So we've we, we've got to pick out the people we've already got lined up. Um, we don't know. But thank you so much. This was the first in our, in our three of four. We always do three interviews. Then we do one Paul and Jesse show. So you've got two more interviews coming up and then a Paul and Jesse show after that. Ladies and gents, you look awesome. Share this show. Tell other people about it. Fingers crossed. They might like listening to the voice of some bloke who's wearing a trilby just so crystals can see it. All done? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah.